And we're live, PKN episode 158. Taylor, you were just talking about hurricane pictures or something? Yes, so being from the Midwest, I've got plenty of uh, tornado experience, no hurricane experience. And so Same when they're thing. like, oh, this is, gonna, this is gonna be a category three hurricane. I'm like, that's not that's not even a high number. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> and I, I should have looked up what the, it was out of. I, did, I thought it could have been out of a 30, as far as I knew. Uh, but <laughs> I, I was looking at the streets and I was like, this can't be right. Like, there's no way this is right because it showed the time lapse. And it's literally so high above the streets that the exit ramps that are elevated going onto some streets, those are entirely covered. Yeah. Like, if that, I heard about the, the mayor. Uh, I saw on Twitter people being like, the mayor said not to evacuate. What a fucking scoundrel retard. And then I saw one person who seemed to know what they're doing, but it's Twitter. So mm -hmm. it's like, all it takes is I read one thread and I'm like, oh, I get it now. But really, who knows if that guy's right? But he was like, uh, no, if you would have tried to evacuate fucking Houston, the third biggest city in the country, a couple days before, there would be thousands of people drowning on that road right now. Yeah, like, he's if just parroting what the mayor said. That mayor's in hot water uh, and cold water. Uh, that, that was stupid <laughs> what he did. It, 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 like, like, like oh. there's no – how is that better? How is – their current situation is there are thousands of people in their homes right now drowning. Nobody wants to say that. But there just have to be. I, I, there just have to be. There I would are old be people. There are... Thousand seems like a really big number. Like, there, I, there's going to be so many dead bodies when this water goes down. There, I like, bet there, if you look right now, it looks like Venice or it looks like Waterworld. There's just boats everywhere, and 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 they're telling the people to put sheets out of their windows so that they know that there's someone in that house. But what if someone's in there? They're a diabetic, or they're on dialysis, or they're an old person, or they're deaf, or you know, like like not everybody has somebody who's like, oh. I got to go get Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny's in there. Got to get Uncle Johnny. Not everybody has a nephew looking out for you or whoever or whatever. There's going to be so there's so many people trapped in their attics right now drowning. I guarantee it. it just Do you happens. see those like uh, those heartbreaking I, I old folks home pictures? Oh, I didn't see that, that one. They, they were rescued so a few hours after that picture. So they were. Hurricane but... <laughs> Katrina, 1,833 people died. 1,800. So I heard, I saw that and I was like, well, maybe Kyle's right. You know, almost 2,000 died in that one. It could be worse than Katrina. Probably not. Uh, it might uneducated guess because they were literally below sea level, you know, and they were, it was poorly planned for. Yeah, they were like in a basin. Yeah, like yeah. Just... So all that had to do is it goes over the levee, then all of a sudden it, I can't say it. New Orleans fills up like a lake and, and there we are. But Hurricane Mitch, which was in 1998. 19,000 people died. I didn't know. That seems like a really big number. I bet a bunch weren't American. That's I, like maybe that hit like, oh. maybe that killed a bunch of Cubans or something or, or something. Oh, or did it like hit up. Haiti? Yeah, Because it, like that, death counts are always insane in Haiti because there's just no, like, no structures that can, that can protect you there. They just get knocked down. And then, this is and then it seems stuff. to repeat. Um, yeah. I, I, I Looks saw like 14 dead so far as of 11 hours ago in Houston. 14, yeah, they've got Kyle, no way got of... a long way to go. What, I, I will take well, they, the they, under they... on thousands. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, well, there's, no, there's no, no way of knowing right now. Like, like, like hey, right now, they, they haven't even found all the live nothing. people. <laughs> 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 they haven't even found all the live people. Uh, Kitty sent that, but she didn't have your email, so she thinks she sent it to the PKA uh, 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 PayPal. Hey, so, so, oh, so you can take it from there and put it in your own one. <laughs> okay. I gave you a little work to do, I guess. How do you not uh, know Woody's Gamertag at gmail.com? But okay. It, it wasn't under our like recently used PayPal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, so uh, I mean, that is good news that it's only 14 so far. If, what was it, 1800 oh, you was monster. Katrina? 1900? 14 deaths. 
there's no way that that's that that's even a relevant number. I'm, though, I'm this. shocked that this is actually that they have any kind of count. Like, that, how could you possibly know so far? Like, well, they, I, I bet if they put the number of missing people, it would be hundreds. It it's thousands and thousands of missing people. It just has to be. There's 50 million people in there. There's 60 inches of rain or something crazy like that. The le yeah, it's it, it's like the record for in the contiguous United States for rain from a tropical storm or something like no, that. I, I'm very confused by the people counts. That's what gets me because I think it I forget if it was PKN or PKA, but you told me there were 24 million people in Seoul, and that was roughly yes. triple New York City. And I thought, yes. no way is Seoul, and it was. And now you say there's 50 million. 15. Even so, that's two New York cities. Now, I guess we're including more yeah, than it's just a, it's Houston. It's a big spread out area. It's like 50,000 yeah. square miles that they say are flooded or something like that. It's an absurdly large flood zone. Yeah. Uh, I saw them like trucking out the, the, the old people uh, from an old folks home. And it's just, they're, they've got a box truck you know, that has that, that elevator on it that lifts yeah. normally boxes. And you'd see a truck like this full of, I don't know, cartons of cigarettes or you know, water or whatever. They're putting people in it. They're putting people in this box truck in their wheelchairs side by side like sardines, and they're all in there. You know, they have dementia and stuff. They're in there crying. They don't understand. Hmm. It's it, it's just heartbreaking. And then the dogs and stuff. I see the people with babies on their shoulders and dogs, and it's rough. It's awful. I, I think it's going to be terrible when when it's tens of billions of dollars in damage, and I, I they just can't find all the dead bodies. Like, where'd all the homeless people go, man? Like, yeah. where'd they go? <laughs> well, they're under that water and that up. water drain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, if there's one group that wasn't totally bummed about seeing the end approaching, it was the homeless. The homeless in August in Houston. I they were just seeing sitting, water. And <laughs> there's a video of that. There's a video of a homeless woman. She's on like a, a pier. I wouldn't call it that. She's like by the ocean in like a gazebo. And uh, and they stop the car and they like go up. One guy goes up to her and he says something to her and then comes back to the car to the camera and he's like, she says she's right where she wants to be. And it's like, oh, okay. As the massive waves start crashing and encroaching on the, on where she is, like, she's gone. Well, yeah, I mean, I see the people like, chopping. She's always just like, do you have any idea how crazy I am? Like, <laughs> this is a blessing. Uh, I saw one bit of footage of a, a guy sitting, a homeless guy sitting outside of a Salvation Army. And CNN or some news station was there interviewing him they're like sir sir uh is there a reason that you, you haven't gone inside the salvation army it seems that they you know really taking care of a lot of people in there he's like i i went in there and and uh you know you're not gonna see this on the news station you're not gonna see this anywhere they're they were killing people in the salvation army everybody that went in all the homeless they were taking them in the back and killing them and the, and the and news anchor was just like oh okay so, oh, okay sir okay okay you're clearly dealing with some problems here right now uh why do you think they're killing people in the salvation army so it's just you know they're not gonna they don't care man they're just I, I used to be a cop i'm a cop i'm a cop and it was like clearly someone who's just so out of it yeah. like like ha having those uh disjointed thoughts that crazy people have and it was like oh this is sad like that's someone that kyle's talking about nobody gives a fuck enough about that guy to be like, oh my God, where's crazy Uncle Ted? <laughs> like, they're they're, they're looking for their cats. More than no that. one gives a fuck about him. And in my thought, I'm like, maybe this is a good opportunity to kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you don't have to kill him. Nature does it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like um, you know the who's world not, would, uh, for, the, for the better of all, right? For the greater good. You know what could have been for the greater good is if fire ants drowned, but apparently they just form rafts and they, go about their business. Have you I, seen don't, it? I don't care for that one yeah. bit. I've yeah, seen it. We so uh, when we first got our pool, 
there were like balls of fire ants the size of like uh, between tennis and golf balls and uh you know like we didn't even this is very pools very new it had water in it but we didn't run the filters yet and we were just like what are we doing with these fire ants and you'd hit them and they'd spread out and they'd come back together and they just like tumble and float and stay on top so the next day we ran the filters and I'm in there like guiding them like, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Jackie's like, aren't they going to survive? You know, you can't kill them by drowning. No, baby. Yeah, you can. No, no, no. They get, I get that they float, but they don't survive the pool filter. <laughs> yeah, nothing survives that. The, like bacteria barely makes it through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're dumb. Yeah. They're, Have they're you not... had any, uh, any unpleasant discoveries in the pool filter? Because I remember dozens of times as a kid going out there. And checking it, and my dad being like, "I right, change, change the pool filter, Taylor." And I just lift it up, and there's just a decaying, waterlogged mole rat, or rabbit, or squirrel, or anything like that. Yeah. Once we had a mouse in the skimmer, so I just sort of threw it away. And another time we had a frog in the skimmer, and that seemed more sad. Like, oh, a frog, like a frog drowned, and uh, it's like struggling and stuff. And we put it out, and it like it came back. Like it, 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 oh, it was like swirl, like, you know, really suffering yeah, in this done. thing. Yeah. It, it wasn't going to last much longer, but you know, we pulled it out and even put them on like the little like stamp cement next to it. And one he, of he our little, through. one of our little dogs jumped in the pool one time and we didn't find him until he was dead. Came out there in the, and the, in the pool. He just got in the pool. Couldn't get it. It was a little dog. Uh, uh, he jumped in the pool. Uh, there were, we, we, we like rescued this pair of little weird looking dogs, Darius and Sheila. God, that's been 20 years ago. I don't remember that. And Darius, one morning, the brown one, uh, we, went out, names. we went outside, and there he was, just floating in the pool. And I was you know like, what oh, I let's remember? Get, oh, yeah. Let's dispose of this before you know anyone else wakes up. On things uh, that you remember oddly That's a good well. name for the dog, though. I'm really old, right? I still remember who dated who in high school, like... Like that's just burned in. Yeah. 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 Jim and Amanda, sure, those two were like a power couple. And you know, this guy dated <laughs> that guy and this girl dated like all the popular guys. How'd she pull that off? And yeah, you know, like, yeah, that just, it, somehow that landscape of who dates who is I burned came up, in. I came up with my earliest memory the other day. I was talking to my mom and uh, she was talking about the time I fell out of the shopping cart uh, when I was younger. And in my head, I five when this happened or four when that happened. Uh, basically I was in like a Kmart, uh, and I was in the shopping cart and leaning uh, out of the shopping cart to like grab an item that's hooked on to like that pegboard shit they've got. And the, the whole cart overturned sideways with me in it. And I go head first into those hook things that you hang stuff on. And one of them cut the top of my head and the edge of the shopping cart. You know how it's kind of jagged? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, like it went between it went between my my lip and my gum in the front and separated it all the way up to the bottom of my nose. There's blood pouring out of my mouth, knocked a couple teeth out and uh, cut the top of my head. And I thought I was like five when this happened. And mom was like, yeah, you're like three and a half, something like that. And I'm like, I remember that so well. She's like, well, what happened? I was like, well, I was leaning out trying to grab something, fell, hurt like hell. You took me into the bathroom with my grandma and my aunt. We sat, we sat there and there was a big long, you know, mirror. You're like looking in the mirror. Everybody's crying. You missed the exit twice. Got me to Doctor Quan. Uh, he said. Then we went to the 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 ER. You missed and the, the exit twice. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, because she was like frazzled. Uh, and uh, then then I go into surgery. I was like, I remember the dream I had in surgery. It's this bizarre dream. I'm in a I'm in a room that's completely black, just just utter blackness. There's nothing to be seen. 
except for a bird, a human-sized birdcage that is suspended from the ceiling with light spilling down upon it. Inside the birdcage is an old black man, like Morgan Freeman, and he's telling me everything's going to be okay. And that's my earliest memory ever. That's a, that's a weird end to that. A three and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. Hey, God's black. It is interesting, like, what you remember, I've got and that. then you talk to your parents, and they're, they're like, uh, no, that's not even what happened at all. And it's like, oh, well, I, I guess I almost, like, from being told the story, you internalize it, and you convince yourself that you remembered it, in a way. Sorry, but it seems like you have one to go. Yeah, I, well, now I've got both of them. So there's a story, I, I'm not sure if I remember it or if it's implanted, but I was very young, call it two, like just two. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know the details of it. My mom had some sort of lock that she put on my cradle and she put me in like the front yard and uh, my brother unlocked it and set me free and I left <laughs> like, and the neighbors brought me back. And, but I'm not sure if I remember that or if that's like an implanted story I've heard. One thing I do remember is this. I was a little older, say two and a half or three, and it was Christmas. So, uh, so I would have been almost three. And uh, there was an ornament on it that was particularly attractive on the tree. And they had put it up high so I couldn't reach it. But the tree was between the, the fireplace and the couch. So I climbed on the couch. I climbed on the arm of the couch. And I reached up for the top of this ornament. And I pulled the tree over. And uh, they were upset with me, I guess, as a little too young to beat the fuck out of. But they... <laughs> <laughs> Never too young to beat the beating was so bad that, that you don't That was remember. sewed into a pillow <laughs> at the Woodworth home. But but I do remember that she was upset that I had decided that I was just trying to pull the ornament down, but it was attached to the tree well enough or it's tippy enough that I pulled the whole thing over. But it's not, you knock over a Christmas tree, you put it back up, it's like 90% the way it was before. It's not that big a deal. It yeah, doesn't take a lot of effort. Like worst no. case scenario is you pick up a few, you know, tenth of a gram, you know, plastic orbs and put them back. Yeah. And Unless it's a real tree and, and, and you've got that pool of like tree water down there and that spills on carpet or something like that could be a that could be a that would piss you off. I think it was even then the tree. pine needles just grab a dust buster for two seconds. Not That's even needles, a job you could hand off to the child. He's the worried about water. this. Oh, like, the water. Yeah. The water, the, yeah. Because I remember uh, something I used to, uh, to used to do as a kid that because uh, you remember sitting in the cart with your mom pushing you. And you'd be like, I want that. I want Cheez-Its. I want Oreos. She'd be like, no, Taylor, you can't have any Oreos. You can't have any Cheez-Its. So what I used to do, I don't remember how old I was, is uh, I would, as she would push me by things and go to grab other things, I would grab things that, and I would only do it after she said I couldn't have something that I wanted. I would put things that she didn't want in the cart once it was full <laughs> enough that she wouldn't notice. And then when we got to the checkout, there would be like eight items in there where she'd be like, oh, and I don't want this. Here, here one sec, man. I have to run them back and put this back. Uh, we, don't, we don't need this much brown sugar either. Okay, <laughs> let me run and put that. And then she'd always figure out, like, Taylor, did you put this in the cart? Did you put this in the cart? It's like, well, yeah, you wouldn't let me get Oreos. <laughs> so, so, so you got 10 cans of baby corn and a bunch of brown sugar, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, see, so you're doing it wrong. I would put the things that I wanted in the cart. Like, like, I wouldn't no, ask for Oreos. I'd throw some Oreos in there. No, my mom would have cut that down because she would notice an Oreo pack if I threw it in there. Yeah, but she would notice if I threw a bunch of baby corn or some stupid garbage that she would never expect me to throw in there. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of other kid things now. My youngest, oh, uh, uh, my younger brother, we were at the zoo on the way to the monkey house. When I was four, he was two. And I remember walking, I was holding my mom's hand and my grandma was holding my younger brother's hand. He was throwing a goddamn tantrum and we were walking towards the monkey house because I was pulling everybody along. Come on, we got to get to the fucking monkey house. I want to see the monkeys. And right as we were walking up to the monkey house, 
my younger brother just goes, does the limp child thing with his arm up and pulls his arm out of socket and starts freaking out. And so he's a two-year-old with his arm out of socket, screaming bloody murder. And I'm still trying to pull everybody to the monkey house. I'm like, it'll only take a few minutes. Like, we could, we could get him taken care of after this. <laughs> and and it was a hard pass. So we got within 15 yards of the monkey house before my grandma and mom had to be like, Taylor, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But your brother pulled his arm out of socket, and, and we need to take him to the doctor. Is, is he going to be okay? It's like, it's going to be fine. What's not going to be fine is if I get back in that car without having seen monkeys. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster for you. The rest of the day is going to be horrible. I'm four, and I'm going to have a shitty bunch of underwear for you to deal with out of spite. <laughs> like, but, oh, I don't, it's just funny the little thing I remember. And I remember how disappointed I was. And having no perspective at the age of four, that was like, just that I was distraught of like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, who knows when I'll ever make it to the zoo again? I can't drive. Like, I don't have any friends. That could bring me here. I, it, it's it's mom or nothing, and, and I just struck out with that. But anyway, I, I, that's interesting. We it's did that funny to my daughter once. Uh, it wasn't she didn't go limp and like protest or anything, but she was young enough that she didn't reliably go downstairs. So we would hold her hand, and uh, sure enough, you know, safety net was activated because she would have otherwise tumbled down the mall. I think she's holding my wife's hand, so she just fell like one step and then gets tugged. And uh, I don't remember her complaining about the pain a lot. It was like, ow, you know, mommy, she was hurt. But then like three days goes by and she's holding her arm like it was in a sling, but it's not. And we're like, you know, maybe we should go to a doctor. I don't know. We're young parents. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. But yeah, the, the, it, it appears our only child can't use her arm. And that's what doctors are for. So we went there and he did this thing. It didn't hurt her at all. But he'd go like this, and then he'd have her roll it like that. And that uh, fixed, like, instantly she was like, oh, ah, now it works. And that was that. So once or twice, I think we had to do it. Like, we're at home. We're like, you know, she's like, it's not getting better. And my wife would be like, try that. And she did it. And I don't know what that does, huh. but it fixes it. I've never popped my arm out, so I've never had to do that, yeah, thankfully. But I... Now I know. Well, now when I do pull my arm out, I'm going to be sitting there by myself like, ah, ah, fuck, fuck, it's, uh, what you, damn it. <laughs> mine's never popped out and stayed out, but, but occasionally if I, if I lift something at a weird angle, like, like sort of like, a, like an overhand press, but, but at an angle, like I'm going in a way that like things are weak or like maybe you're not supposed to move that way, I get a horrible pain in my shoulder, and I know that's what it is. It's like the thing is starting to slip out. And it complete, I completely lose like a hundred percent of the strength. In it. it's like ah, it like collapses, and I'm just oh yep. oh god, I totally almost tore my shoulder out. Like 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 not tore, but is it called pop. swan neck deformity? Is that what you said it was called? Yeah yeah. I wonder but if I that think that's it makes your there. shoulder not tight could in be. the same way as like Taylor's shoulder. It could uh, be. Are you are you talking about like chest flies? No, like those I'm talking kind of like specifically. Like it's out it's not back. even a workout. No no no. Um. Well, like if, if I'm doing straight out, like that'll kind of make it do a little thing occasionally. But mostly it's like it's not when I'm working out. It's when I'm like lifting a box awkwardly or the like, ladder's not like, close enough to the shelf. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. like trying to put like, you know, something kind of heavy just up on a shelf. It doesn't have to be 50 pounds. It could be 20 pounds. And it's just like, oh, oh, God. Oh, don't ever do that again. Fuck. <laughs> That's oh. Oh, yeah, it, it's, that's that's why I started doing those chest flies laying on the ground instead of on the bench. Because like you think like, oh, this is only 25 or 35 pounds in your hand like there extended over the floor. But then you're right. 
you just go like a little too far or you tweak your shoulder a little bit and it's like you just you just lose everything and it goes in a goofy angle and it's like god damn like you could really fuck your shoulder up it's that's a known thing with humans ask any jointologist or whatever joint studies <laughs> are show uh, shoulder joints suck Ortho yeah uh, apparently our hip joint magnifique a great great joint our shoulder joint apparently sucks cock like our shoulder we're the laughing stock of the monkey world with shoulders you know what? Probably. I, I remember my orthopedic surgeon just saying that last week. Both of those things. The, Thanks for the confirming. The suck yeah. and the laughing stock lines are quotes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the, some of the highest paid people in the world say, and that's the way they speak. Orthopedic <laughs> Dude, oh, man, your shoulder my, sucks um, cock. My We're orthopedic surgeon is the greatest. It, it, it's funny, like it... I was doing my follow-up appointment. She's like, well, we can do this time. You know, we can go to, like, do we have other orthopedic surgeons in the, in the practice? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Dr. Martini is my orthopedic surgeon. And she's like, yeah, once they see Dr. Martini, they won't see anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the greatest. He's been fixing me up for 15 years now. There's and there's some like poor Dr. Johnson over there, like I know joints just as well as Dr. Martini, <laughs> and nobody wants to come to me. I'm tired of wrists. I'm tired of wrists. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Like get one more masturbating 17-year-old in here. Yeah. It's gonna go bonkers. <laughs> this is like totally off topic, but another one of those like child memories. I remember at my so my grandparents live in uh, southeast Missouri in a very, very rural area. And this was where they lived in a different section of that same area. It doesn't fucking matter. There's the rural area of Missouri. And I was maybe 12. My younger brother was two years younger or so. So he was like 10. And then my youngest brother is like five, four, five, six, somewhere in that range. And we were all hanging out while my grandparents were gone one day when we were all at their house alone. And I made a fucking decision there will be no more J.J. the jet plane in this goddamn house unless Grandma and Grandpa here said you are allowed to put J.J. the jet plane on because that is the fucking worst show. And my youngest brother watched nothing but J.J. the goddamn jet plane. And it wasn't an old show at the time, so it was like you had one season of J.J. the jet plane to tear through over and over. It wasn't like uh, uh, Sesame Street where even if they're into it, it's like, all right, well, it's been going since fucking 1971. So <laughs> it, I'm not going to see any It's any, a whole uh, library here to count the twelve. Yeah, there's a lot, but there was not of JJ. So I could only see so many times JJ flying into like a sky banner and like almost crashing and then never crashing. Um, and my youngest brother was like, it's not fair. I'm running away. And I was like, good. Do you know what supplies you need to bring? <laughs> He's like, no. And I'm like, well, you better get some snacks. And, you know, it, it's going to be dangerous out there. It's going to get cold. And so he spent like the next 40 minutes going around doing that pouty kid thing of like taking a backpack and like putting Oreos in it. And like taking like a Pokemon cartridge or just a childhood just go like bag. Trying, yeah, a childhood go bag. His his bug out bag and just yeah. throw in stupid garbage that no one would ever need. You know, Lincoln logs. There's, <laughs> just not, there's no sticks in the wilderness, retard. And uh, and then he he walked over to, to the door and me and my younger brother were just watching regular TV or whatever at the time. And we're like, all right, all right, you heading out? You heading out? He's like, if you're not gonna turn JJ on, then yes. It was like, well, we're not turning JJ on, so we will see you later. You know, best of luck out, out there. We but we believe in you. And he opened the door. Keep in mind, this is not St. Louis where Who I live. Who is this person? Where your I could just like brother. This is my youngest brother. You yeah. have two brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my youngest brother is like six or seven years younger, and then my my younger brother is like two or two-ish years younger. Um, and so he opens the door, walks out, 
and I immediately get up, run to the door, and lock it, <laughs> and make sure he can't he can't get back in. Because and then he's like, Taylor, Taylor, lock the door. I got something. I found something. And I'm like, and you're never gonna let us survive if you have to keep coming back. You know, get, get out there. Show us what you're made of. And they lived on this on, on, the on like a quarter mile gravel driveway that went out to a highway that just has a letter because it's so rural, you know, <laughs> Highway Z or whatever. And so he made it down the entire length of wow. the way. Where are your parents? And maybe like half an hour later, I looked at my younger brother and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, shit, we should. We, my, my parents weren't there. My grandparents were out doing you know, work or something like that. So they put us, me in charge of, of keeping the control. It, it, it was not a, I was not put in charge a lot of this for a few years. Um, they ran into him up and brought him back. And uh, he was distraught. And believe you me, no one is madder than grandparents who just learned that one of their grandkids locked the other one out of the house with nothing but a, a, a Lord of the Rings DVD and <laughs> Slim Jims to survive. Yeah, and, and it's like there, there's animals out there. Like just just a couple weeks earlier than that, I remember my grandma was telling me, she's like, you need to stay inside when it gets dark out. A uh, cougar got a little boy up north. And it was like, the oak, uh, you know, a cougar, wildcat. Like just, yeah. I'm sure you have those there. Um, not here. But yeah, that that was that was dumb. I could have, I, I could have been out a brother, if if I hadn't been, you know, so lucky yeah, that they came back. The only cats we have are bobcats, the ones with the little, uh, you know, the bobtail and the sort of lynx-like ears that that stand straight up and are pretty cool mm -hmm. looking. Have you seen one? Okay, just a small cougar. Yeah, I've only seen one. It was that place where we did the uh, survival trip last time up, uh, uh, like when mm -hmm. I was up there driving those roads like weeks before. Uh, I, I found one up there. Like I, I didn't. I got a glimpse of it. It was like running across the road, and I saw its butt, and its and I could see the silhouette of its ears, and everything. I was like, "That's totally nothing I've ever seen before." Like that's this is a new thing for me seeing. Like that's got to be. And I'd heard people tell me about him. Like I think my dad shot one while he was bow hunting, like 25 years ago or something. I think they're really wily, and like they hear you coming and just really get out of there. Have you heard them? Like what their cry sounds like? <laughs> it sounds like. If it's in the wilderness and it's a little further away, it sounds like a baby crying. It's creepy as shit. Hmm. So fucking creepy. So you like, heard I don't about know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you hear them where my grandparents are off because they've got, you know, uh, or, uh, bobcats, cougars. Uh, I think a bobcat and a cougar are either the same thing or a bobcat's just a small cougar. No, uh, so the bobcat is like, is like twice as big as a house cat. It's It's like... I'm holding my hands up right now for the most of you who can't see, but it's like this tall. It's it's you know 18 inches or something. Hey, do some Wikipedia. I'm sure you. I'm, I'm about right. It's 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 a it's a souped up house cat. But a cougar is the same thing as a mountain lion. You know that's the, that those kill people like grown men. Like that that thing will take you down and murder you. I actually did, was doing research on the internet the other day because uh, I, I don't know. I saw a cool cat and I was like, all right, cats just suck and they're stupid and everything. But like. A small lion would be a really neat pet, wouldn't it? Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Or a lynx or a bobcat or a mountain lion or whatever. I looked through all of them. They're all terrible pets. Terrible, terrible pets. They destroy it. <laughs> They're like, hey, this one actually has one of the best temperaments. Now, don't leave it alone with kids or anything. And it will destroy your, like, furniture if you uh, said it. And they mark, yeah, they mark their territory. And, and oh, it's terrible. Now, I have big dogs and like look 
I don't like it when people are like, hey, my dog poops in the house and it's no big deal because it's just little poop. Yeah, and then you don't drain your dog and it's stupid and your house is disgusting. But anyone who's had pets know that sometimes they have accidents in the house. And when a mm-hmm. Great Dane pees in your house, like, there, you don't use paper towels. I, I go to the, the like linen closet and I'm like, one of you towels is going to be sacrificed for good. We yeah. need something very <laughs> absorbent. Here, you look kind of shitty yet absorbent. You're not like a, a beach towel. And I, I, I get like 95% of it up with a towel, put the towel straight in the trash. And, and that's how I deal with it. Like there's, there isn't a good way to – it's, it's a large volume of mop. pee. You need like a shop vac. It's uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that's awful. I, I, uh, you need a I, wet vac. <laughs> but it's then, not made for shoes. Then your vacuum would be gross. Yeah. I, ah, come on. You put gross things in there anyway. Like, like, like if I'm shop vacuuming up liquid, it's not a, it's not pure water. It's, it's something, <laughs> has, something has gone awry. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. It is like it is funny the the life cycle of towels though that everybody knows where like eventually the nice bath towel gets traded down for like to be a sex towel. Where it's like, all right, well, clean all this up. And it's like, don't. And then, of course, it's always the lady in your life. Because, like, I'll just grab whatever. And it's always, don't grab that one. That's the that's the mauve set that I purchased for us. And it's like, oh, my God, who fucking cares? Get, get the other one. And then you keep using it as a sex towel until eventually you go to clean something else. And you grab it because it's also dirty. And you go, oh, no, I know what's happened too much on this towel. <laughs> and if I use this to clean this mess, there will be no illusion that it actually got clean. And then you just throw it away. Oh, Do you well, guys you're go the missing same a life few cycle? steps. It, it starts off not as a nice towel, but as a guest towel. That's the one that people who don't know us think we live with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the guest towel gets a little worn, has been laundered, it becomes, you know, like a shower towel. And then, like you said, maybe to a sex towel or something. And the last stop is not the trash, but a shop towel. That's what you use to, like, you know, oil spills and stuff like that. And then it goes to the trash. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the shirts do that too. Like, like the t-shirts go through that. Like as soon as you get a hole, all right. As soon as I get a hole in the t-shirt, it's like, ooh, you've been downgraded. I don't wear you outside anymore. And then, then something else might happen to it. If it ever gets, a, I've had polos where like you get a grease stain on it, like oil or something gets on it, and it never goes bad. I mean, it never gets good again. You've mm-hmm. always, even, it's like it'll be like a navy blue polo, and there's just like an oval of even darker blue on it, and it's like, ah, it's never quite the same. You're ruined now. You're, you're ruined. Now, there's a thing. I've, I've gone a, a different a woodworker, route with T-shirts. That, oh, go ahead. So old T-shirts actually have a really high value. Um, you know, if you're just, like, cleaning the dipstick on your oil, then it doesn't really matter. But uh, a brand-new T-shirt leaves lint everywhere. So you can't, like, you know, wipe down coats of varnish or anything like that. But a T-shirt that's been washed 75 times is magic because it doesn't leave little tiny threads of stuff in your finish. And that's... That makes sense. ...has high value. Taylor? You were oh, saying- I was saying I've, I was, I've taken a different path with some T-shirts recently <laughs> because I never used to wear sleeveless shirts ever because there was no reason. Because it was like, I, I'll just look f- frumpy and shitty and lazy. Um, and then I started wearing them out to barbecues and such because I have a pretty brutal farmer's tan right now. And I'm really trying to, um, to combat Even that out. because I'm running out of time. I told running you out to go of to the tanning on the salon. I, I, maybe I'll do that. I've, I've never gone to a tanning salon, um, everything um, but I, I wore my, my prestige worldwide, uh, <laughs> boats and hose sleeveless shirt out to a barbecue and got a lot of compliments from 
you know, and not just dude compliments, because who gives a fuck? Lady ones are the ones that matter. Mm. And I was just like, and I went home that night, and I was just like, I'm buying like six, 16 sleeveless shirts, if this is what can be expected when I go out. And, and now it's become an issue of like, I don't, I only wear it when I'm doing outdoorsy stuff, because I'm not going to be that cunt who shows up at like a bar in a sleeveless shirt like I like I just came from lifeguarding, so I'm, I will never be that guy. But like, for I'm, I'm with all kinds of excuses for groups of friends to go do outdoorsy shit, even when it doesn't make any sense, just because that seems like a great way to get some attention. Dude, going out there sleeveless. There's a paramotor guy. I won't mention his name, Glenn. And he's <laughs> like, I have never seen this guy in a regular T-shirt, and it frustrates me. It, it, He's not even that, he's somewhere in between me and Taylor, right? In terms of like arm strength and like 80% of his Facebook is like, check out my gains. And you know, like <laughs> every, he's never wearing a t-shirt ever, ever. It's always the sleeveless stuff. And it's like, dude, your sense of self is so high. And uh, <laughs> beyond that, he, he also flies an airplane for a living. And if you don't have any of those people in their lives, my God, they think they walk on water. Like, like airline pilot is not sky bus driver. Oh, no. It's right there next to, like, <laughs> neurosurgeon. You call me captain. You call me captain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, <laughs> I didn't go to school for weeks on end to not be called captain. I've <laughs> never even met him in real life, and he's insufferable with just how much he thinks of himself with the nonstop. Like he praises most of his Facebook posts are just him praising himself. I uh, maybe I'm just new to this world of Facebook and that's but normal. Captain Glenn thinks a lot of himself and that's okay. Captain Glenn is the man. Captain Glenn. See, I mean, I don't really Does he call use Facebook Captain? or posts. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he, he, he just. I don't, you have to see it. He's like, you know, yeah, we hit the gym today, preserving my gains. And it's like, look, you're fit, but you're like ordinary fit. Like if I go to the grocery store, I'll find four guys like you, you know, and, and mm. for you to like think you're Dorian Yates over there. It's just weird to me. I'm glad you said Dorian Yates because that was the name I was trying to. Uh, I was just like trying to look up here. That's what I'm doing. Because I did you see the Rogan uh, podcast with Dorian? Maybe that's why he's in my head. I didn't. I saw that he did one, but I didn't watch it. It's very good. It's very good because um, he's a normal human being now. You know, he, he's incredibly he still looks great. But and they talk about that a little bit. But but he talks about like his mindset going into those bodybuilding competitions uh, and they're looking at pictures of old bodybuilders. He's like, yeah, look at this guy's physique. It's perfect. Like the symmetry, like like he looks like what any man would want to be like. That's not what I was going for, though. When I wanted to walk in there and them to, and, and, and them to drop the pencil they were writing with and go, what the fuck is that? What did he do to himself? I wanted to be a beast, a monster, like nothing. He, he talks about his dedication and like, like, like the intensities of his workout. He said, I worked out four times a week, 45 minutes to an hour each time. And that's Rogan's like, that's it? One punch man that's shit. It? Yeah. He's, he, yeah, yeah. He's like, he, Rogan's like, that's it? He's like, yeah, it's about intensity and allowing yourself to recover. That's how you build muscle. Uh, he's like, there's been so many other guys in competition who'd hear me say that, not invite them to come, come work out with me. And at the end of it, I'd ask him. You want to do some more? Nobody ever, ever wanted to do more. He's like, it's about intensity. He's like, and it's about, um, he's like, if you're doing curls and, and, you, and, you, and you, fa you get to failure, he's like, well, you've gotten to failure on the upswing of the curl, but I can still come over and help you get it up and then let you slowly lower it down. He's like, the downside of, the, of, of these exercises is just as important as, as, as going up. So if you're mm -hmm. lifting 100 pounds and you get to failure, 
well, we'll help, we'll assist you. We'll give you assisted reps, you know, and, and, and you know, let you get it back up. He's like, it's, it, that's what it's about. And he talked, and the, the down, he, he talked about how people will bounce the bar. It's like, it's like up and down, up and down. He's like, it's not about up and then let go and let gravity take over. It, it, there's two parts to this exercise. There's up and there's down. You know, and, yeah. and that was really illuminating to me to hear that he's he was only at, at the peak of his. And, and if, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Dorian Yates is, because I did not just Google, look at those Google images. He's incredible. It, it, it's he's a monster. He was on steroids, of course, but they all were. There's nobody in professional bodybuilding who is not on steroids. It just doesn't exist. And uh, and I, that was interesting to hear him say that, that it was that, that he was exercising I, four hours a week and. and winning the world championships or whatever i've been watching rogan and maybe paired with brandon schwab talk about people and their steroids and stuff and he's just saying everyone's on steroids chael sonnen has a book coming out called like you know the four pack goal or something because he's like that's a reasonable goal six packs are steroids and i'm like what really i don't know about that it seems like people achieve six packs you know? yeah they, yeah they but definitely do they we've seen them like 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 we all know someone with a six pack, and it's like, well, that Jim's not on steroids; he's just working yeah, out. I don't know anyone with a six pack. <laughs> and I think like, at my twenty height, years ago, you did. I'd had not really a six pack. I had like a four pack, and then the bottom two were connected. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't ripped. I was never I, in a situation. I pretty much count that as a six pack. Like every like like I know what you're saying, where the bottom one's like one solid, and then you get the four definition. That's that's a six. Oh, well, I've yeah, never I, got. That I appreciate before. your generosity. I, I I've yes. had that, but but I, I you know I always saw you know, the next guy who had like a better six pack than I did, and uh, or better maybe I had a five pack. Maybe that's what that should be. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I I, I watch I I've been watching a lot of Rogan, I, and I saw the one where um they were looking at like act they were talking about actors specifically um you know who who do cycles to like do a movie or whatever and I they're like bringing up this. Ben Affleck, Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal and it's like yeah if you look at Jake Gyllenhaal and I think it's called The Fighter it's that boxing movie he did like a year and a half ago it is insane how big Jake Gyllenhaal got his biceps his core he has Wait, the he cool. has a six pack Jake Gyllenhaal the skinny joker guy he has an, an his his core is like a six pack that's like bulging out and like clearly defined and massive bicep I mean uh, pecs that are like jutting out with like a clear cleft underneath and in the center and just big arms like like he's in the ring you know shorts and and gloves and it's like and and Rogan's like that's the physique of a modern day UFC athlete he's like that's that, that, that's like literally what he said and I was like it absolutely is mm -hmm. he's not quite to Yul Romero. Uh, level yet, but he would look Conor McGregor he would out of the water. In the UFC, yeah, that guy. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd see him out there, and you'd be like, and "Oh, that's Jake's that's Jake steroids, isn't it? That's steroids." Yeah, yeah they're that, saying, and it's a hundred percent. These well, actors are on steroids. They're they're confident of it. And one thing that Joe Rogan does that that I don't care for, maybe I don't watch enough of him, is he like slurs his speech to maintain a secret. He'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy's trainer is like Mike Przebski. And Mike Przebski has his... And then he just like finishes his sentence. And you're like, no, 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 that's the thing I wanted to know the most. <laughs> you know, like it, it, like you did that. on. It's not a, uh, a mistake. That's what he's doing. You can read into it sometimes. Usually usually the... Or when they say something like Mexican supplements, they're just trying yes. to not outright be quoted <laughs> yeah. as like defaming somebody. You know, they're, they're trying not to get sued or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um 
I, I believe all those guys are on something because why wouldn't you be if you're getting paid 15 million dollars to be a to look like a professional boxer and you got four months to get into that mode you better get on a cycle like like, like if you show up and you're looking skinny and like not looking strong like you've let a whole cast and crew of people down right Did you see him talking about the guy from 300 I don't know my actors Butler. well enough. Is, was he the main guy oh, uh, in Leonidas? Yes. Yeah. Leonidas, Gerard Butler. The way they put it was everyone's doing the 300 workout. And, and this is the workout that the actors did to get in shape to do the 300 movie. And Gerard Butler, I guess, started doing it and was like, fuck this. Like, this is so much work. Like, you just tell me when I need to look like that and I will. Sayonara. And uh, they're like, all right. You know, whatever it was, June 12th. And he comes back. And he looks like that. And they're just like, yeah, Mexican supplements. That's what they do. And I'm like, God, like, I desperately need some Mexican supplements. That would be so great for me. I've got a broken leg three places. What if I could heal like Anderson Silva and come back and get Chris Weidman to kick my ass? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up uh, signs of steroid abuse. And a lot of these seem like like it's, it's just a, an eye test. Yeah, man. There's so look, look, many this. different things, like unusually fast muscle growth, unusually greasy hair or oily skin, a, a bad breath, jaundice or yellowing of the skin. That's not good. In the MMA community, a lot of that eye test stuff is totally frowned upon. Like, because it becomes difficult to dif differentiate between a guy who works really hard and a guy who just pops some steroids. But there's some pieces of the eye test that, like, John Jones had a particular, it almost looked like a pimple with no head in his abdomen. And it would stay like a like a like a cyst. I hear you. And yeah. uh, apparently, you get that from injecting your belly with steroids. Like that's a that's a thing that happens. Uh. Did and, you hear Chael's story about John hiding under the octagon yes. at the gym until until the lights were turned off and the parking lot was empty to make sure Usada was gone? He had to piss under the octagon. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Okay, so the testing people showed up to the gym where John Jones is. This was a time before you had to always keep them notified of your current location. And uh, so he was like, oh, you saw us here. I'm hiding. He hides under the octagon, like like under lifts the skirts up or whatever, crawls under there and like chills out for hours because they hang around. Yeah. For eight hours until you eight until hours. the lights get turned off. Every, they lock the doors up. Everyone leaves. And USADA is gone for sure. And then and only then does he come out from under the octagon and like escape. Man. What an asshole. Like, he, <laughs> like, no, really, like he is such an asshole after, uh, like I, I really didn't have a dog in the fight, but I liked Daniel Cormier more mm -hmm. when I saw his interviews both before and afterward when I watched him post-fight. And he seems just like a good guy who wanted to fight his best, to do his best and prove that he was the best. And then for John Jones out there to like tweet, like last time he said the excuse was steroids. What's the excuse going to be this time? And it's like a picture of him working out and it's like, you have to be a bona fide cunt to tweet something like that as you have a needle in your ass injecting yourself with steroids. <laughs> yeah. Like you're a, you're 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 not a good person. You're an asshole. You're yeah. an asshole. I thought he wasn't on Starry's second fight. I watched this interview with shortly after the fight, and he's like, you know, I beat him this, I beat him that, I beat him when I was off of steroids, and then I beat him when I was off of steroids again. And I'm like, what? 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 You? You, I think you were about to say on and off. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you were thinking. <laughs> uh, Brennan Schwab sure laid both. out. Brennan Schwab laid out the nightmare scenario for Daniel Cormier. I don't know if you heard him say yes, this, but he, he's ahead. like, 
He's like, imagine this happens. USADA comes in and they're like, oh, it's a tainted supplement. Six months suspension. Daniel, here's your belt back. Six months pass. Jones is coming back for it. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel cries in the octagon again. Like, I just can't oh. beat him. It's not really a rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> this is the time he has to use steroids, uh, though. <laughs> I, I didn't like making fun of him for crying because he just didn't cuss. You know, like like Did... the part of his brain that controls the emotions has just been rattled. Yeah, I wouldn't Can make I fun of him for that? that. He's way tougher than me. So I've yeah. never been. Uh, I guess I haven't knocked out, but I've never knocked out in a fight. I got knocked out by a basketball, <laughs> and uh, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> which is way cooler. And uh, anyway, so. Joe Rogan was asking Brendan Schwab, you know, about it. Like, what's it like to be like out cold, cold in La La Land and stuff? And he said that as you come to, people react two ways. Uh, some people get really emotional and they get they cry and they're upset and stuff. Other people come back and they're really angry, like, irrationally yeah. angry. They feel like they've been wronged or like just I don't want to say discredited, but like you know, treated badly in some way, unfairly. And yeah. uh, so I took that and applied it to the DC fight, and it's like right. You know, this guy was just knocked out. He was knocked out. And yeah. uh, he comes to, and he's very, very, very sad. He's distraught. And it's like, right, well, you know, yeah, I guess that happens. He's been concussed. He doesn't have the same sort of, he can't just man up, right? There's a chemical craziness happening in him right now. Yeah, there's different kinds of knockouts, you know? Like, there's little flash knockouts where the guy's legs come out from under him. And like, like Jose Aldo, I feel like that was kind of a flash knockout. You know, he, he, took the, he ate that left punch, he fell to the ground, but he was still kind of with it, and then he eats the hammer fist, and you got to bring him off of him. But if he'd stop those hammer fists and go, Jose, are you there? He went, kind of. You know, he, he, was, he was almost there. When Daniel got kicked in the head, it was like you turned him off. He... he, he he was he was not there at all. He, it was it was a bad and it's a it's a chin to the fucking head. And the man delivering it is no slouch, right? Like maybe that leg is like four or five feet long. It's 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 not like a bat anymore. It's like a boat paddle. He he, he fucking took one. There's a thing about hits. Um, it's not always just about how hard you throw it. It's about what I was doing, right? Like you might throw a really hard shot as I'm leaning back. And I don't get the same impact. But if there's that collision where I'm coming into your hit and you're hitting me, which is what he was, he was ducking or something. Like Apparently DC has had a tendency for years to duck to that side. And uh, did you see the interview with them about it? No, but I watched a lot of analysis. And I, I, I even watched like way back where like Jones is telling, he's like, he, Cormier is telling Jones, he's like, I know what you think you're going to do to me, but I, that's not going to happen anymore. I don't do that anymore. They and and Jones set it, it up. The leg kicks and the body kicks, you know, it, it leg kick, body DC, kick, leg, and, and yeah. so DC's trying to hands down, moving like that, and the kick is just right into the, they uh, collide. Probably people don't want an hour UFC talker. Yeah, the, the DC was like, if you think I'm still going to duck to the left, that's going to get all cleaned up by the time I face you. I got six months to work on it or something, and then sure enough, the kick was there for him. So, uh, and now he's champ again. I, yeah. is, it, is it official? Jumped. He, he will be. I, I, I just meant, like, was the, the... Yeah. I wonder, like, like, like... Well, you no, know, but he does, doesn't get to stay champ, right? Yeah, because he, he tested for steroids, and so you no, give no, it no. to the other guy. DC we, is we, the we, champ now. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay. I got Yeah, confused. the belt All switch, right. they say. And and I'm now I'm trying to think, like, was it Dana that actually said that, or was that just everyone saying it was what was going to happen? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not either. It, <sighs> it's oh, did you it's going to be weird. Schwab and Nate Diaz like get into it, kind of. Nate Diaz is an asshole. Yeah, well, I'm been told so in person he's nice. Forever. I mean, that was in person, right? Like, Brent Schwab was right there. Fair point. <laughs> you know what? 
Joe Lozon's friends with Nate Diaz <laughs> and Nick. And, and, and you see them and you're like, man, these guys, they act like jerks and this and that. Like, they, they just, they keep doing these things that to me are unforgivable. And Joe is like, yeah, if you spend time with them, you would love these guys. They are wonderful human beings. But um, I, I don't know. This is, so to set hey, it up there. a little bit, here's what, here's what went down. Um, Brendan Schwab was brought in as like an analyst for Showtime. And repeatedly, he would talk about Connor's chances in this fight, saying you, you know, he's going to do well. He's got the Sun Orthodox style. Just laying out the things that Connor had going for him headed into the fight. He sees Nate Diaz afterwards. And in his head, he's like, and so Connor had just lost. He's like, I'm pretty good at marketing. And he is, right? He's got this podcast, whatever. And, and you know, he did really well in uh, sponsors and stuff, even when he was a fighter. He's like, I, I'm going to tell, like, hey, we're UFC, same fraternity. We like each other. I'm going to give this guy my thoughts on the next play, right? Because Nate Diaz is charismatic to some, but not really a, a strategic thinker. And uh, Brandon's like, I'm going to tell him, hey, you see what Mayweather just did to Connor? I'm going to do it faster. Connor put up a good fight in there, but I can do even better. I'm the guy, et cetera. You know, don't like trash Connor. Build him up and, and then build yourself up. That's the move here. Yeah. So he's trying to say that to Nate. Nate's not having it. Nate's just saying, like, fuck you. I bet you feel stupid now. It's okay. Don't feel bad, bro. You just don't know what you're talking about. It's not your fault. Like flipping him off. He's yeah. Just like, and, and they're in a hallway packed with people, and there's a camera crew behind Schwab. Schwab's wearing skinny jeans and these. If you see, if you see his Gucci shoes, he's gone too far. He's off the fucking rails. <laughs> he's off the fucking rails with those shoes. All right? Like, like I, I like his shoes. style. I like his style, and I might even be able to get on board skinny jeans if I had those legs. They're a cross they between good. Converse All-Stars and Dorothy's Ruby Red Slippers. <laughs> if they look like, you know how Elton John style is with the Sounds bolas, expensive. The crazy sun, oh, probably a $3,000, 4000 I think he got paid to wear them. Yeah, maybe, but, but, but they're, just, they're just silly. They're just silly. They've got like a golden bee on them and like a silver Game of Thrones style buckle on the, on the, like the top. They're... They're lame. I, I not in. You've gone too far. Bro. Like a like a basketball playing pilgrim. Yeah, with that, <laughs> <laughs> with that bubble like, over the top. mixed with Dorothy's ten million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just absurd. And uh and so he's like and he's like, what are you doing right now, Nate? Like like you trying to and he's like I step away and the Showtime guys are like, who the fuck was that guy? And he's like, that's the guy who uh, fought counter last. That's that's it. they're like. <laughs> I thought, you know, like I thought it was some disgruntled janitor or something. Like, <laughs> but what really ticked him off was Schwab's couldn't understand him. And in the video, like Nate, it, you can't understand him to the point where even Nate went back and put subtitles on the Instagram clip because, mm. like, Nate has a lisp, and uh, and he doesn't open his mouth, and it's clear he's never gotten any speech therapy for it. Um, Schwarzenegger spent years in speech therapy to to try to try to try to enunciate, be able to speak well mm. and enunciate properly. Nate never, Nate, Nate's not bothering with that shit uh and, and the kick and the blows to the head seem to be making it worse over the years so like i have to focus on nate and i'm someone who's good at hearing people who speak under their breath and mumble and shit i gotta focus on nate to hear him so in that in that crowded hallway schwab is like i can't understand a word you're saying use your words and apparently that <laughs> really pushed him over the edge and like and he just to me he made a fool of himself it, it like that like I didn't like him being in like Mayweather's like locker room beforehand and all that shit. Like like it just you I understand playing the bad guy, but don't play the scumbag. I mean, you, know, you don't like, have come back for your Taylor, can't your hear. internet connection is yeah. like robot-y. But, but while Taylor gets while Taylor waits for his internet to connect. 
Is, is use ahead. your words an insult? Is that a yeah? I said that two weeks ago, and I didn't mean it as an insult. I, I uh, it's it's an, it depends on the scenario. It depends on what's going on. I've it? said it. I yeah, I'd like to hear yours. Yeah. So uh, I'm at the SIV course, and um, someone had just landed in the lake. And the, so they bring them back, and there's a wing. A wing's normally pretty light, but because it's all wet, you, you know how much heavier a towel gets. It's a similar scenario. And uh, the instructor, like, walks over to the boat, and he's carrying, and he, like, the boat people hand it to him. So now it's on land. And then he turns around. I don't know if he's going to walk it up the beach, which would be a reasonable thing, or if he's going to hand it off. And uh, I, I don't know if he, like... He doesn't say anything, but it's obviously now he's pissed off at me. And I don't know why. Like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, do you want me to carry that? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, just ask. Use your words, you know, and I'll do it. And uh, other people laughed, <laughs> which made me feel vindicated. But maybe it's not what I wanted. I want him to. No, you're me. good there. You're yeah. good there. No, you're, you're fine there. Wait, am I OK? Yes. Yeah, you're good now. Are you hearing me OK? Yeah, that's fine. But it's an insult to do it to Nate Diaz. Because Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz, whichever one it was, has a speech impediment, and so if you're going to be talking shit, you know, as as aggressively as those Diaz brothers do, you better be prepared for the one bullet that every single person you talk shit about is going to fire back at you, which is going to be, hey, you don't speak very well for someone this arrogant. Do you? Would you like to use your words better, articulate the extent to which you're going to beat my ass? Is that what you're going to do before you blow all your money and then go back to Mexico and then relive the glory days with all your loser friends? Is that what you're going to do? Come on, like use your words, idiot. Like that's what you would want to say. And the fact that he doesn't have the ability to respond to that shows that he wasn't really in it. He was just in it to throw jabs and then retreat because he wasn't I've looking had, for a real spot. I've had arguments with girlfriends where they would just stop talking, and that's when I would use it. Like I, I would, I would let, I would, I would talk for like a solid two minutes. Like, like, look, this is what happened, and this is what you did, and this is what I said. And you gotta understand, when I said that, I'm thinking that this was the scenario. Clearly, it wasn't, and I apologize for that. But you gotta come, you gotta understand where I'm coming from here, right? And then nothing, and I'm just like, come on, come on, use your words. Use your words. Come on, come, come on. You gotta, you gotta bounce. This is, a, this is, this is, an, this is an exchange, right? Like I give you something, you give me something back. I, like, like what? That's uh, when I've used it. No, I, what my, you do uh, is, do you say so? You, so you're understanding what I'm saying, and that'll force them to speak or to admit that what you said is correct. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Mm, that's not a bad move. I, two things. One, my daughter does that too, and not anymore. Now she's like in college and getting more mature and stuff but like you know the 16 year old version of her would like take i'd, I'd fuss at her and, and you know like these are the reasons i'm not happy with where we are right now and then she'd just be like oh well it's not good that you feel that way and i'm like no 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 we need to have an exchange of ideas until we arrive at like a common place here you can't yeah. just and she's like what what did I say that could possibly get you mad? You disengaged, you awful yeah. daughter. That's what you yeah. did. Don't act like you don't know what game you're playing. Like, I'm not so dumb. I don't see your ruse. The other thing, I, I was listening to Taylor mock talk against Nate Diaz. I don't wish for you to fight Nate Diaz. I don't like the way that ends. But the pre-fight buildup and the wolf tickets that you sell would be outstanding. Taylor would make a great, uh, a great fighter, except for the fighting part. Yeah, yeah you, you talk a lot of, let me talk shit on behalf of like a really strong, you know, Bulgarian mute. Like a designated runner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but put you in there with he, like, He's going to beat your ass. You better believe it. No, not me. Not me. I'm going to be in a guarded plexiglass box the entire time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but, I would love yeah, to see that, someone that do that. Fun. That'd be so fun. Like, like if someone would just admit that they're outclassed in the trash talk game, and 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 you know, here comes Taylor, and and he would just line <laughs> it all up. That would be great. That would be a lot of fun. And you wouldn't <laughs> yeah, have it, to get your ass beat. It almost reminds me death. of the Key and Peel sketch where the guy was Obama's anger translator. Oh, uh, you, yeah. know, you know, Obama says something like straight lace, and then the translator's just like blowing up behind him. Do you see the White House correspondence dinner where like they get to do it together? Like with the real, like Obama is there, and then they bring in, I don't know if it's Key, I think it's Peel. They bring in, I don't know what Key or Peel, it's one of them. Yeah, bring in Key or Peel, whichever. The one, not the one who directed the movie, the one who's bald. They bring him in, and he's back there. Luther. His, his, Obama's like, I brought in Luther, my uh, anger translator, and he's going to be helping me out today. And Luther's back there with all this, like a ring on every finger, his fingers across, <laughs> bug-eyed, like, yeah, yo, I'm here. And it, it was hilarious because he's, the best part, he's like, and that's why we're running for a third term. And Obama's like, no, no, we're not. And we're, we're not? All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my, my wife was fussing about Trump today, and she was being unfair. She's like, did you see that he went to Houston? And, you know, like, they don't need him there and all his security is and that. I'm like, honey, that, that's a can't-win situation. That's a rough one. W didn't go to Katrina, and they all gave him a hard time oh, about yeah. it. Still Trump do. did go, and, and, and now you give him a... No, they, like, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for that, but I know that, like, there's two wrong ones, so I give him a pass. I, I, yeah. I thought he did a good job. He, I saw him like standing on a fire truck with a Texas flag, like saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get you back to go. We're gonna get this back on track. If anybody can handle this, it's Texans. You know, it, it, mm. he he spoke pretty well uh, for for Trump. You I, know, uh, I'm such an asshole. I'll explain why. <laughs> I feel like if there's any place where you're like, oh no, no government assistance for you. Oh, Ted Cruz, yes. I do remember when Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey and New York City and you voted against helping them. Well, guess how we're voting. Same way you did, you fuckhead. And, and like, like, oh, you know, like, it, this is, to me, Texas is like the state next to like Alaska and Wyoming that defines like, we don't need no government help. Let's, let's find a capitalism solution for this. Okay. All right. It, Let's try. You don't it. want to do that because Ted Cruz will enslave the. He'll he'll go into Mexico. He'll come out with fifty thousand Mexican slaves. <laughs> that, that, that seems like it would out. exacerbate the situation. You're going to bring fifty thousand Mexicans into a flooded Houston to fix the. Kyle, I would. I'm not. You know, I, I love you, but I'm not going to vote for you. Yes. <laughs> fifty thousand Mexicans with a bucket. They're aquatic. Okay, you, one bucket. <laughs> that's all you need. And then on the way out, they're when you're aquatic, back, because they're wet. You have fifty thousand big, yeah, beautiful yeah. buckets. You know, <laughs> you have um, build the where are they going to bail the water too? You know, <laughs> well, they build the wall and then they throw it over the other side of the wall into Mexico. Ah, Mexico gets water. Make and Mexico so it's really a win-win. Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't Mexico how, does need water. Yeah. I, yeah, or, I, I would I guess assume. the part of Mexico next to the flooding is okay on water right now, but I don't know. <sighs> nah, that, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> They're probably not in favor of water. Um, <laughs> I saw something today, like when I just clicked on Twitter this morning to see what the new uh, hurricane updates were. Hmm. Um, apparently, it was a huge story about Melania Trump's shoes. People were like, "Hey, you you shouldn't be wearing heels here," and. And then eventually she switched to the tennis shoes. Did you guys see that today? I didn't. I was it was like the biggest topic on Twitter at one point was <laughs> it was a picture of Melania wearing high heeled shoes walking, you know, into Houston with Donald Trump. And it was so many people just like, 
How fucking disrespectful to the victims of the flood to wear stilettos. And people are just fucking furious. And then, of course, there's like the other side of it, of like the annoying part of Twitter where people pretend that there's a phantom out there that doesn't actually exist and they argue against that guy. Mm -hmm. Like the extreme straw man where they're like, all these liberals saying Melania should be hanged for her choice of shoes aren't actual Americans who want freedom. And it's like... I haven't seen any of these folks, but, like, <laughs> but like, I guess I'll take your word for it. But it just was such a silly thing to see as people are dying and struggling all over the place is, of course, is shoes. CNN is, was running a story on Melania's shoes. Melania is still trending on Twitter from this morning. Uh, CNN. Uh, Did they really Fo run a story? No, I guess Fox didn't. Um, the Hill, HuffPo, I've been CBS. watching YouTube. So all my hurricane news is like 18 hours old. <laughs> like nothing's yeah. current. It's all about yesterday's shit. But, you don't have CNN? Well, the CNN actually, I think they broadcast on their website. Like they just oh, keep okay. going. I watch it on Sling. That's my, like, like when I use Sling, like it almost always stays on CNN. I usually keep it muted kind of in the background and I'll mm. watch and Because it's breaking news. That's just like the name of a show, I think. And then like, <laughs> welcome to the breaking yeah, news. They don't, they don't no. actually break news on TV anymore. Yeah, you know, not one thing I don't like about CNN's political coverage is they often have panels with like seven people on them, and it mm. just becomes a big like compete for airtime kind it's of. A, thing. It's the fucking Hollywood Squares well, over there on CNN, mm -hmm. where Too it's much. just it's not yeah. working for me. Give me your your you know in depth perspective in nine words or less. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, well, well then, is that what we're doing? Time, we're all going to agree. Thank you. <laughs> Next, <laughs> they'll have people that disagree not. too, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't really get any effective information out of it. Whereas, like the opposite of that is like Rachel Maddow, who just spends twenty minutes laying out and setting up her point. But the, I, I don't feel like she often gets debunked. But I'm always suspicious about some like like all right, see this guy, he went to Russia working with UNICEF and he built this hut. Take that park it here we're gonna revisit it and i'm like really is this a big scheme that's been in place forever she's I, she's the liberal uh um yeah. glenn beck where yeah. they do that thing where they have like push pins and and See, drawings and they're like and we're gonna get from here <laughs> when we beck say would... obama what's the last word there a a is for antichrist no glenn beck would literally make shit up make shit up out of whole whole cloth she's i don't think she's often debunked in terms of like her facts you know it, it all lines up i just feel like she i just have to believe she's painting a picture out of some unrelated things yeah. whereas glenn beck he I, I i watched him he literally like there was wheat on the side of a building and then he tied in wheat to the sickle on the Russian flag. And then he said, you know, that this proves that the people working in this building are working with communism and whatever. And it was just like, that is some horseshit. What'd you say? I'll never forget when he explained. <laughs> proved to me it doesn't mean they're <laughs> communists in that wheat building. I remember when he was explaining Fukushima, uh, the nuclear disaster in Japan, by using like, a, like pots uh, hmm. and Skittles. He had like, like, like a couple of like cooking pots like within each other and then Skittles poured in and I was like, I I, I can't dispute this right now, Glenn, because <laughs> I don't know very much. I, I know how it works. I know that, you know, we put the rods in there and it heats the water up and the steam turns the turbines. That makes the electricity. But I, I don't know about these Skittles and pots. Like, 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 he, he's it's like, like when like and scientists... even if pot one breaks, we don't lose any Skittles at all. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Doesn't it just kind of leak out through the air and like radiate? 
Uh, well, and it's it like Discovery did, Channel, right? like the way that they will, like obviously none of us are going to turn on Discovery Channel and just start getting theoretical physics or astroparticle acceleration or whatever, but they take the examples and they go so stupid with it that in the middle of the example, I'm like, I, I, I'm smarter than this guy. It's like, you could have given me something better. Like, I'm not even getting it. This is so stupid. He's like, imagine the universe is nothing more than a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> in a hefty bag. <laughs> if you were to stretch the bag to the length of the universe, it would be an exceptionally long bag. But <laughs> the Reese's peanut butter cup in the middle would remain intact until the spatial amount of bag. And it's like, what? No, no, like, just say, like, this is like, the internet is a series of tubes. Like, that <laughs> yeah. level of uh, shit. Like, what in God's name? He, uh, I, that, that I remember me. him saying that the internet needed more regulation because it was taking him three days to get an email. And it was just like, oh, he's like, yeah, the tubes get clogged, the email doesn't come. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, my God. Are and you he sure was, he wasn't, like, kidding? <laughs> the tubes keep clogged. Yes, he was an I know, something guy. I, I know what guy. you're talking about. Like, we've talked about it before, but it's so asinine. It's so backwards. And, and like, it's one I, I hear people all the time talk out of school, like when we're you know private conversations. I, I was talking to some people the other day who weren't very informed about how an ICBM worked, and I was like, look, like they're shooting missiles, but they don't have the technology to shrink their atomic bombs down small enough to put them on the missiles yet. That's the big thing. I was like, and then once the missile gets into space, they were like, space. Why would they shoot it into space? I was like, because that's how it fucking works. They shoot it into space. And then it arcs back down, and then it has to find where it wants to go, and then it has to explode at a certain altitude. Like this, every step of this of the way is incredibly complex. <laughs> like, like that's what our space program was about, you know? Like, w was getting this technology perfected. I was like, I don't think we have to worry about them hitting the mainland accurately with a new with a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. I mean, if you're in Guam, okay, maybe eventually, but not with nukes. Mm -hmm. You might be right, but. Um... I was watching a news report. I forget which one it was, but they, they were like, look, as far as we know, you know, that they have nuclear weapons and they have ICBMs, but they can't get the, like you said, they can't get the, the nuclear weapons drunk enough to get it on a, a missile yet. And then they're like, having said that, they've been surprising us a lot recently. You know, their missiles were a whole lot better than we knew they were. And their nuclear technology is a whole lot better than we knew it was that, True. uh, you know, when you go to most of these other countries, Iran, Russia, etc., they have so many ties with so many countries that the secrets get out. Mm -hmm. North Korea is one of the few that is just really a black hole. And, and mm -hmm. you know, we don't have much insight into what's going on there, whereas you know, other company, countries can't keep secrets. So, uh, so yeah, Kyle, you're probably right. I, re I heard you were right. Um, but it's also hard to know. Yeah, yeah. China's there's a, got and it's way a big more risk knowledge day. than they're letting on. Uh, what yeah. well, really look, happens there? China really wants to keep that dog on a leash. You can tell they've been they've been cutting off the uh, the coal and uh, copper ore and iron ore and lead imports uh, from from North Korea. They're Officially. not taking them. So, so um, I, you might be right. But so what happened recently was they increased the the sanctions. That now covers more things than it used to with the trade between China and North Korea. The thing is, China ignored those sanctions before. Mm -hmm. So now that they've they have more sanctions, will they? Ignore those two. It'll take some time to figure it out. What I read was that China was doing their own thing. They they had cut off the shipments of things go, coming into China from North Korea. Had they had stopped taking their 
those things I mentioned specifically, like you know, it's it sounds mm -hmm. it's it's iron and lead and copper, uh, it was, it was raw metals and stuff and ore that needed smelting. But who knows? Like you said, uh, you know, they're the Chinese. They're about as secretive and tricksy as anybody, I guess. Also, and they got good reason to be. Some of it is just re is related to how obviously the businesses want to do it. The question is, will China crack down on its own businesses like that? You know, you've never been afraid to before. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't before. Like, you know, I'm not saying they were afraid to, ass. but yeah. So anyway, we'll see how this thing works out. Uh, it. You Did know, you see the path of the missile? Yeah, it was bold. When right said, over Japan. When they said it went over a Japanese island, in my head, I thought like, you know how the Alaska has the Aleutian Islands, those tiny little tail of islands. I was like, oh, okay. They kind of shot it over some like bullshit uninhabited rock that Japan owns, and mm -hmm. and 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 this is CNN blowing this out of proportion. Nah, they shot that shit right. It's like an the island, middle of Japan. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's an island, but it's it's very similar in size to the rest of the Japanese island. Like like it's a oh. big chunk of Japan that it went over. Like it's yeah. a big fucking chunk. They shot it right over like the People top three quarters were, uh, of Japan. Were like in bomb shelters and shit. Like Top all four. day in Japan in that area. I yeah, it's sirens that. and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And interesting enough, they don't fuck um, around with bombs anymore. They take that very, very serious. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, so the um, today I saw CNN and they, they, CNN <laughs> likes to tout this. They have the only embedded journalist in North Korea, and they got this dude there in North Korea, and you can hear like the music playing in the background that just plays in those cities. It's creepy as fuck. And uh, he goes over to a big propaganda board, and it's like. Mobile missile launchers shooting mainland United States and the U.S. is all in fire and stuff. And it says, we now have the ability to hit the entire mainland of America. Uh, like, that's what the big poster says. And I mean, it's, it's a billboard, not a poster. It's massive. And uh, they said that, this, that they had been told not to tell any of the North Korean citizens about that missile launch or anything about it. Like, the North Koreans do not know that that just happened, that they just shot a missile over Japan and that millions of Japanese woke up to sirens and went into bunkers and shit like the north koreans don't know wow well that's not that surprising like they're kind of kept in the dark with everything until a like, usb like, falls in from a balloon well it seems like usually with these tests and stuff they're like ah the great supreme leader has has thumbed his nose in the face of the american imperialist once again showing his power yeah, and I, they like brag about it i thought it went the other way like not that they didn't know but that they told him stuff even past what was true now, maybe that's sure. the secret, you know, like like a missile launching over Japan. Like, oh, we've been telling them we could do that for 15 years now. That That's a good point. Maybe maybe that's true. Uh, I saw that the missile I'm launch sure position. A mix of both. Yeah, it, it's, it's fucking, it, it's a scary place over there. I, 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 I think the only, and, and who knows, but the only, the only thing I can see that they can do is killing the guy. Like taking out the whole Kim regime, the family. The, the, the Kim guy has to go. It seems like if they could make a deal with a general... And be like, look, like, be a dictator, but don't be a cunt. Like, like you can still deal, do your deals with China. Like, like do your military exercises, but get rid of the extermination camps and the concentration camps. Like, like, you know, let the UN in to make sure that humanitarian aid is being given. Like, your people are a full three inches shorter than their southern counterparts. There's a reason for that, dude. Like, you need some nutrition up in there. Like, we want what's best for you. Uh, like if Put they Chris Christie in charge. There of you North go. Korea. <laughs> See, they, you know, in a, they, they tried this like Walking that, Dead. She ate all the food. If they saw <laughs> they that, think that he Christie. is a god because of his weight, for one, and I think that he's just the level of sliminess we need to get that shit under control, and 
and also have the uh, the citizens not think like, oh, this is just another American. They'd they'd at least like see him and be like, okay, he's like he's fat. Our old guy was fat. He's doing a lot of the same shit. We get more food now. Really, I think I could run North Korea better than Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I used to. I think, think that. either of you could run North Korea think, better than Kim Jong Un. Like I'd look at uh, it wasn't North Korea in my head. It was always these like really failed African states. I'm like, what if they just brought an American in there? who was used to not corruption, who expected people to pay taxes, and just lay it out like that. You know, explain to people, like, look, you have to pay taxes, we're making things better. See these new roads, see this, see this health care. Like, I'm sure it's much more <laughs> I'm difficult sorry, you, you than have I to, We have to pay taxes so you can get health care and everything. Why do you make me share the albino blood I have worked so hard for with those who do not even pay for their own albino blood? Huh? <laughs> I, I will not do this. I will not do this. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> that's, that's oh, you don't understand. It's a matter of personal responsibility. You have to buy your albino blood. <laughs> well, I can promise I you this. You're going to be able to keep your albino blood. That poor guy. What'd you say? They got a lot to work through over there. They got to get their uh, albino blood situation sorted. They, they, they got the AIDS thing going on. Uh, they, they got a lot of problems before they even start worrying about how to run an actual democracy. And, you got a little you know, AIDS. You live shit. in a mud hut and 15 children. What's wrong? How many when I see a little girl with her clit, I get very upset. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still freaked out by the that's fact a, that Nigeria right. is going to have like, a bigger population than America in something like 25 years. Cares though, right? Oh, I don't really care. Like, but, you know, like, like, like I, I guarantee each of our people is making like 50, 50 times the GDP of one Nigerian, well, you right? you enough civilizations to know that like eventually you have more citizens in and that, that just increases your ability to be productive. Yes, but not if you don't have enough food to feed them. Then your entire empire gets unhappy, and those and you people start dying quality, off. High quality citizens, not you know labor specialists. But I'm actually like uh, India right now is growing at a tremendous rate, and they have lots of low quality citizens. They have the whole caste that used to be untouchable and whatever. It's true. And and here they are, like people are projecting that they're gonna have a bigger GDP than China in 20 years or something like that. Yeah, that new president of theirs is, is from the lowest class uh, caste. Yeah. And I think that uh, that his, like his big thing is toilets. He's the toilet president. He's like a toilet for a toilet for every man, woman, and child. Not each. No, 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 no. <laughs> like like he's, his thing is like let's Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're they're shitting everywhere. And, yeah. and like when I see that, like like I. I don't understand why, like, you don't see that in mainstream media. Why don't they? Why they don't call these countries out for the fact that they shit everywhere? Like, 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 throw that out there every now and then. These are the people we're talking about. Like, they shit up. They they're just shitting in the streets and like wiping their. Hey, with Dude, their if hand. I went to Me if I went to Memphis and <laughs> everyone in Memphis sh shit in the street, I'd be like, what? Is, what the fuck is happening in Memphis? Like, I'm never coming back. I'm never coming back. If it happened in New Orleans, well, I guess it kind of did happen in New Orleans. For a little bit. Like, if there was one place in the country, that's the closest. But yeah, you're right. We need, we need a little more shame on the world stage about shitting in streets mm. because yeah. I think that's something that everybody can get behind it's is that you don't want to be in a shitty it. street. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's an easy solution for it, I think. Like 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 you don't even have to have this whole infrastructure thing where like we're putting in plumbing. Like at first you just have one of those hospital like shitters, right? The thing where it's like a chair with a bag that attaches underneath, 
and like everybody could be like having their bags of shit. And maybe they get a whole program where they use it for fuel. Most people shit enough, they could they could replace like ten percent of their energy uh, needs with with Those burning shit. Most people shit enough. Do you, do, do, you do not burn supernatural shitting powers shit. to Indians. Well, Indian. Have yeah. you ever had Indian food, Woody? I have. It produces some volatile shit. <laughs> like, like that is some high octane shit. I feel like an Indian shit could power your car for five, ten miles uh, at least. It's just vegetarian do not, do not burn human. Do not burn human feces for energy. You can unless you want to be inhaling human shit particulate. Like, yeah, you can you can burn a lot of things for energy. It's not good to be near. Can you, you squeeze it Mad Max and drink it? I've watched a lot of uh, Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, he, he often drinks the dung water. <laughs> He's got this Ugh. big double handful of, of elephant shit, or maybe it's rhino shit. It's one or the other. But I remember he like holds it above his head and rings it out into his mouth like it's like a like 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 it's like delicious. Like 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 it's coconut <laughs> water coming coconut milk coming out of like <laughs> and it's anybody just, can do that with uh, a rhino or an elephant. I want to see him do it with like a meat heavy diet. Like I, yeah. like ringing out cat shit. <laughs> It's just, there's like <laughs> one dark brown drop that's oily, like <laughs> falls right on his tongue, and he immediately vomits. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it at all. I've got me daily ammonia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys want to call it a show? Yeah. yeah. On cat shit. <laughs> PKN 158. Par for the course.